Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, and we're back with another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them. Sometimes we hate them. We'll see along the way. Y'all know how this goes. As always, what am I? Come on, parasocial girlies. Yes, I'm excited. I'm extremely excited for today's guest. Today, we have the creator and co-host of the Webby Award, a winning podcast, okay, Unladylike, where she explores contemporary feminist issues and historical context. I love that. She also is a booked and busy writer with her work appearing on Jezebel, Bitch Media, Exo Jane, and How Stuff Works. Hey, How Stuff Girlies, we know who y'all are. Congregation, please welcome the ever-talented Kristen Conger. I should have asked you before, did I say your name right? Is it Conger? Conger? It's I Conger. Said it no, you did it. It's Conger? You did it perfectly. Ah, you did it. Conger for the congregation. Come on, Conger. Okay, you already... You're already reading my mind because, well, I mean, it's not that hard to put conger and congregation together, but I was going to say, I am the youngest of five, big family. As a kid, we went to church all the time, and for much of my childhood, I thought that congregation was like a church joke about my big family. I love that you were like, oh, y'all are so sweet bringing us in. I thought it was like this inside joke. (laughs) Also, being the youngest of five is a scam because (laughs) we all know the first child is the practice child. That was me. If you get middle siblings and you know they 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 trying to get their attention and, and whatever, but the last one, oh, that's the sweet spot. Oh yeah. Ooh, your parents are too tired to punish you as much. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, oh, I don't know, go to your room. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I can uh, hear the middle children in my family. There, my middle siblings' ears are burning right now. <laughs> yes. Now I have to ask you first, if you don't mind sharing, what no. religion were you in church all the time? We talking mass, like get up, sit down, get up, sit down, like holy. No, no. I mean, my family was, they were kind of classic 1990s, like evangelical church hoppers. So Church hoppers? Oh, yeah. Now, why are they moving around so much? Well, they had a passion for Jesus and were looking for the right place to... (laughs) 
to congregate. I love your family, your parents just like assessing the vibes of the church. Like they're just going to churches like it's free before living at the club. Well, yeah, their wafers <laughs> were a little stale. I don't know. I feel like we could do better. <laughs> it really, it, it was not, yeah, you're not that far off. It was a lot. But at least I got a really fun congregation pun out of it, you know? That you did. Did you go to youth church ever? Oh, my God. Yes. Because, Lacey, um, <laughs> this is when I further reveal to you that I was homeschooled during this time as oh, well. So this was your this was your interaction. You were like, yeah. it's lit. Yeah. If I was going to see a boy, I was not blood related to. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had to get to church. They're like, Kristen loves going to church. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, and I adjusted out of it just right as rain. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Little Kristen was like, hey, y'all, it's Wednesday night prayer meeting. We need to go now. Yeah. Like, was, okay, I got youth group. Come on. We're going to be late. Having like a heavy eye shadow. <laughs> <laughs> really getting gussied up. Right. I love that for you. And also, we always talk about this show. Like, if you're a hater, like, find a hater job. Like, being a parking meter person or uh, working in the IRS. But also, I think if you're a corny person, find a corny person job. And being a youth pastor, <gasps> peak corny person job, okay? Yeah. yeah, but it's also a fine line between corny and creepy and... You know, I actually oh, yeah. I won't if you're take a us creep, down that road. <laughs> if you're a creep, find a padded room. Like, don't <laughs> spare us, please. That's the least you can do. I would be proud of somebody who was like, yo, I really started doing some thought and I'm a creep, so I'm just going to stay at my house and like, not bother <laughs> y'all. Like, why don't you do that? You could just stay at your home, creep. Yeah. I guess it's not your fault you were born a creep. I don't know. It probably yeah. is. So stay home. I don't, you know, don't bother everybody with your creepiness. But I know exactly what you're saying. We do not have to go down that road, but <laughs> chow. But the first road we are going to go down is, Kristen, I have to ask you, what is your relationship with scams? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Have you been scammed? Have you run any scams that are past the statute of limitations? It could be anything. I think yes, all of the above. <laughs> Not all of the above. <laughs> Same. I do love scams. I, as you pointed out so wisely, as the youngest of five, I am inherently a scammer. Yes. <laughs> and not only was I the youngest, like there's there's a four-year gap between me and the next kid. So like truly the baby. Like I was a real oopsie daisy, you know? It's <laughs> like, we were done. <laughs> yeah. And then here you come scamming your way into your mama womb. Like, exactly. hey girl, I'll be rinsing this out for the next nine months and sucking all the calcium out of your teeth. What's good? <laughs> I was a scam. And uh, I think it's also something, though, as the youngest or maybe it's just part of being in a bigger family where you do have to get scrappy. And, you know, because the the resources, they're going to go to the oldest first. (laughs) That's a scam of being the oldest. (laughs) Exactly. If they have the resources, if they have you when they all young and shit, then you grow up with a different life. Like, I remember when I was a little kid, my mom did have an apartment at some point. And then after that, every house we moved into was built new. Like, I never lived in a house that anybody else lived in. And my sister rode around in Mercedes Benzes and shit. So (laughs) she won. She won on that. (laughs) But did she get your hand-me-downs at all? 
No, she just steals my nice clothes oh. now. She she was too good for that. I remember one time I took her to a dentist appointment. And this was like, I maybe was like 16. I just, you know, got my driver's license and was driving. And the roads were slick because it had just rained. And I got into a small fender bender. But I had the kind of car that like, it it was like a Hyundai Elantra. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Say it like it's a foreign word. <laughs> and so the car crumpled a little bit in the front because I think that's just like an impact protection, but it wasn't a bad accident. My sister was maybe like four or five at the time. She wasn't upset about the accident. I had her strapped into her car seat in the back, but I had to get back in the car because it wasn't a big accident and move it so that we could get it off the road and somebody could tow it. Why? The whole time my sister is not in distress. I'm like, we have to get back into the car seat so we can move it. She breaks down crying. And I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, are you hurt? She was like, I don't want to get in a broken car. <laughs> oh. I was like, you bougie. You bougie ass. <laughs> me as the firstborn would have been like, yeah, let me get in. You want me to try to fix the engine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll help push it. Come on. <laughs> so you're scrappy because you're the youngest as well. Yeah, I'm scrappy. I'm a bit sneaky. I definitely was sat down many times by my mom and my sister like saying you have to stop sneaking into your sister's closet and stealing her stuff (laughs) you think that you're getting away with it you are not because that's the thing I just really I was like who's gonna notice this who's gonna she's she's not wearing okay but you live in the same house where'd you think you were gonna leave and they weren't gonna see you I know. That's also the paradox. You thought you were Casper, (laughs) the youngest friendly ghost? Yeah, we see you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I guess I was kind of full of myself, you know. I love the confidence. As the baby. And then I unfortunately never grew out of it. I like to think I'm starting to grow out of my kind of sneaky strappiness. But first, when I went to actual high school, so I was homeschooled through middle school. Then I got to high school, and I did earn the nickname Scraps because— Okay. <laughs> I should have prefaced that. Please explain. <laughs> okay, Scraps. Because I was, like, willfully bad about bringing my lunch, just kind of like, I don't really want to do this. I'll figure it out. And I would never really figure it out, and so I would just, like, <laughs> wait wait until my friends were done with their lunch and they would, you know, slide down a go-gurt to all scraps oh, no. at the end of the table. Kids are fucking rude. Kids are rude. Like, yeah. they're giving you their food, but they're like, okay, scraps. Yeah, yeah. I was also the poor kid at a private school. So, you know, I made note of that. But then also after college in my early adulthood, I'm I'm embarrassed to say that an entirely different group of people gave me the nickname of the scavenger because I would scavenge snacks. Okay, the brand is strong. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, I, I have a problem. <laughs> I see you on like TV jobs. I'm like, oh, what do you do here? Oh, I'm here for crafty. What do we do? Just got like pocketfuls of like, you know, little snack packs, anything I can get my paws on. <laughs> I love that for you. Listen, if it's free, it's for me. Okay. Yeah. If it's free, it's for me. And I'm going to take some home for later, <laughs> no matter what. Okay. Listen, we all got to take advantage. I love that. And I am going to take advantage of an ad break right now. Was that a good transition? Y'all oh, let me know. <laughs> we'll be right back after these non scam advertisements. Scam! 
I love fashion, okay? But we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet, which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you feel like, oh, well, it's dead now. Well, with Newly, you can keep having fresh fits and you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new. Okay, come on, Newly. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. I know that's right. It's fast, free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like, it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code Goddess. 20. Just go to N-U-L-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code goddess20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code goddess20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Y'all, I just saw this viral TikTok of this gorgeous woman in her 60s, and she was being interviewed about confidence, and she had the nastiest hair flip and the sickest jacket on. And I actually saw people, because y'all nosy as hell on the internet, going to find out where this jacket was from, and I was gagged. The jacket was like $8,000. I was like, um, that's a car. You're wearing somebody's like used Camry. And I love luxury, but I, that's 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 loud luxury to me. But wouldn't we all love some quiet luxury with the quality and expensiveness of that fancy 60-year-old lady, but at a price that doesn't have me fainting? That's why I love Quince, because they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for only $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. That's not going to you know, have the repo man at your house. I love the silk top. I've washed it several times. It's still giving silk. Also, it's got a little stretch to it. So when it, it hangs on my body, it just looks so rich and fancy, but I'm not spending crazy, fancy, rich money. I know that's right. I love Quince so much. Y'all already know the deal. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 five-day returns. Quince.com slash goddess. And we are back. And it's time for me and Scraps. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) To get into our first segment here, what's hot in fraud? Now, my scavenging queen, Christine. Oh, look, it rhymes. Uh, Christine, see, it didn't rhyme. I forced it. Kristen. Um, (laughs) My brain wanted your name to be Christine, so that rhymed. But Kristen, I need a fake name for you. We don't care about gender unless somebody marks it at the top and there's no mark here. So it could be anything. Okay, uh, Doris. Doris. Ooh, take us back. Doris Payne, one of my favorite scammers. Jewel thief. So Doris says... Lacey and the congregation. I, now, Doris, I done told you about... <laughs> okay, but I'm going to read this. I love, and there's about 80 O's here, your show. And I wanted to <laughs> share the day I almost got took. Okay, Doris, oh, what man. happened? 
Dora says, I think of myself as someone that can't be scammed. And this boy right here had me driving in a car down the street to buy a gift card. Mm. Oh, no. Now, y'all, y'all know about the gift cards. Anybody who wants a gift card, it's like a burner phone. People get those to do crime. Okay. They can't be traced as well. Just like gift cards. So, okay, Doris says, let's back up. Okay, Doris, a storyteller. (laughs) Here was the scam. My Amazon Fire Stick wasn't working, and I Googled customer service for Amazon Fire Stick. It took me to a number that I dialed. Oh, no. So you guys know, for the most part, like, when scammers, they're reaching out to you. They're doing the legwork. But Doris is saying that she called because her Amazon Fire Stick was trash. And I've had that issue with Fire Sticks back in the day when I used to use them. For some reason, sometimes they just, like, stop working. Like you plug them in your computer, they get weird. It feels like a Nintendo. You got to unplug it and, and like <sighs> blow it off and put it back in. So been there. The number sent me to the scammer. And this is why I was off my game. Because I called them. <laughs> oh, no. The internet is a scary place, y'all. The internet is a dark alley. Okay? You always got to watch out. Anytime you click Safari or Google or anytime you get on any of your apps, you're in a dark alley and you need to be aware of that. So he sounded very official. And fast forward, he stated that they had to verify my location and they could only do that if I brought a gift card and sent them numbers to verify that it's me. Damn, girl, you really wanted your Amazon Fire Stick back. (laughs) Doris, were you hooked on Ted Lasso? Doris, why wasn't that your tell? It suddenly got very complicated. You should have known then. When is Amazon Fire Stick? Like, we need to verify your location. (laughs) And also, Jeff Bezos, Q-Ball head-ass, he needs a zip code. What? No. Absolutely not. So it says, I was swept up in the fact that I needed to get my fire stick going for a house party. His... See, your desperation was high. You had a house party coming up. The girlies needed to watch Amazon on your fire stick. And so you were ignoring all the flags. I've what been do you there. think they were going to watch? I don't know. Because now I'm trying to think like house party and Amazon fire stick. Maybe she had Amazon music and she was like, I'm not going to have a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I already told everybody to wear white linen if they show up and I don't have no tunes. I'm down bad. Doris was in a frenzy. You know she was in a frenzy. She realized she did not leave herself enough time to plan this party. Mm-hmm. And suddenly she found herself in, in, in a car with a man. Oh, Doris. Losing right. p- party planning she, time. She went to Costco, panic buying. Oh. She, <laughs> she already had sent it out on paperless posts. She was like, everybody has RSVP'd. Yes, there's only three maybes. I'm down bad. <laughs> I got it. I got to get the vibes. I get it. I like to host too, Doris. So I understand. So she swept up trying to throw the house party. She says he had a very official sounding voice, which I don't know what that sounds. Is that just a white man? He sounded tall and like he had a full head of hair. What if it was just like a robot voice? (laughs) (laughs) We must verify. It's like, it don't, this doesn't. Robots don't sound like this anymore. (laughs) We must verify your location. Send us a Walmart gift card. Like what? I don't know what that sounds like now. But okay, you said it's official. So Doris says, I got into my car and I drove to Publix. Publix? Where are you? Florida? Atlanta? Oh, I'm in Atlanta and I love a pub sub. I'm right around the corner from Publix. (laughs) Publix is that spot. I do love a Publix, especially a Publix rotisserie chicken. Mm, So mm -hmm. I'm not mad. And okay, so Doris is black. So I said, then this nigga told me. (laughs) 
she blurted it out. I had to get a $100 gift card. My brain kicked back on. Wait, I said, hey, there has to be another way to verify me. P.S. I don't even have $100 to get to gift scam card. I hung up and drove home shaking my head. I was still shocked that he got me that far for sure. Congregation stays scamming Doris. Okay, Doris. <laughs> but Doris, how was the party? Yeah, Doris, how was the party? Did you figure out how to get the music popping? Because it's giving Atlanta, it's giving Florida, it's giving somewhere around there. Also, Doris, did you send this from your work email? I'm not going to say what it is. Oh, no. But um, <laughs> Doris, the, man, the name that you sent does not match the sign up nor the business. So I know you like scams and I love that for you. <laughs> I really wish. Oh, oh, and we we got one of the locations right. I'm not going to say which one, but the end of this. Why are you sending me emails from work, Doris? (laughs) I love that for you. Yes, quiet quitting. She said, I'm an email scam goddess while I'm at my job. (laughs) From the company. Doris, delete the company email that you sent to me. That's probably why she bleeped out the N-work. She was like, just in case a corporate or or HR sees this email. (laughs) Oh, man. Doris needs some one oh ones, I think, about about creeping around online. Doris, look, y- you were in a desperate position. You were trying to provide vibes, probably hookah, because <laughs> you know that has our community in the chokehold. Okay. <laughs> and and the last thing you needed was your fire stick to have no fire. I understand, but I'm glad that you stopped when you realized that a hundred dollar gift card to fix an Amazon fire stick that's definitely not a hundred dollars anymore. Is not worth it. You could have just bought a new one. Aren't they like 45 bucks now? Probably. I don't know, girl. With inflation, they making up all types of prices. You go to the <laughs> grocery store, it feels like they auctioning now. We got a celery. We got a celery. Going for $1.99, $2.99. Who's hungry? Who wants celery? Who wants to eat tonight? Come on, poor Americans. <laughs> we got five in the back. We got five in the back with a woman with a family. I'm just driving up prices <laughs> unnecessarily. Literally, that's what our fake inflation is right now. Okay, yeah, Amazon sticks are like the fire sticks are like twenty four ninety nine now, sis. Okay, that's a good that's a good lesson. If anyone wants you to pay hundred dollars, you say I could get four fire sticks. Official sounding, sir. And also these days, like scammers know how to put their numbers online and to also subvert algorithms. And you might search something. And they will pop up if that's their scam. Apparently, Amazon Fire Stick has had enough problems that some scammer realized that they could cash in. Guys, if it seems too good to be... Well, honestly, this wasn't too good to be true. This was too much work. You got to drive. <laughs> yeah. You got to get a gift card that's worth more than the value of the thing. But at the same time, there might be some people who would be willing to fall for this. It, nothing is really official anymore. You kind of have to just wait. And almost like you're in a police interrogation. Like, if you're sitting there, we all know the rules are ask for a lawyer, ask for a lawyer, don't give up any personal information. And that's how you have to be online now, because people have figured out ways to pretend to be everybody, including myself. So, <laughs> and I, I will get into the the new updates about the hacker who got me on Twitter at some point, but not right now. But I just want y'all to know, like, whoo, they working hard out here these days. It does sound, yeah, it sounds like uh, beyond a full-time job it is scamming is a profession and Mm -hmm. i think that's what people forget they think that people are lazy they think that they're stupid when in reality they're just hard-working people who want to do crime (laughs) yeah if you give anything your all you can be successful okay 
I'm sure a lot of scammers watched like Oscar speeches and shit and were like, you can be whoever you want to be. And they were like, okay, I can be a bank robber. They're talking to me. Yeah. Some people take that as I could be president. Other people are like, I could do financial crimes online. I believe in myself. I can scam with fire sticks. When Winnie said the children are the future, she didn't say what kind of future. (laughs) She didn't say. It was not specific. So She just left it on a dot, dot, dot. You could be the future of fraud, guys. Believe in yourselves. That's all. And guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with my favorite portion of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. Robbery! Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And fraud! And we are back. And it's time for me to regale Kristen with a famous con caper group of criminals. We'll see if we like them, see if we hate them. So we're going back to 1988. Oh. A 23-year-old Wall Street whiz kid was caught stealing millions from his friends to invest in the stock market. However, instead of increasing the wealth of the hundred of his closest friends and associates, he became a professional lush. Oh. No, oh, he gave all the money to Grey Goose. <laughs> what were they drinking in '88? Right, how you stealing from a hundred people f- for for cocktails? Feels like you don't need that much money. Yeah. So we have a picture here. David's on the right. So David's investment scheme began when he was just a freshman at Duke University in 1982. Mm. Wow. So he's probably just what, like 18, 17. Yeah, an entrepreneur. Along with other students, they formed a seemingly legitimate investment pool that generated $8,000 with inflation that's about twenty grand today. Not bad. That's a good... I mean, I guess you're at Duke, so kids' parents probably have more money than most because I'm like, you got this from college students? Yeah, it, it, it definitely sounds like they had Monopoly money at their disposal, you know? Right. They weren't stretching $20 over a week like <laughs> normal college students? <laughs> They weren't eating ramen. You know how they always have to have those little information sessions in dorms? And for some reason, there's always something targeted towards, like, the cis male uh, college students. It's like, hey, guys, if you put ramen in the microwave, make sure you put water with it. Please don't start a fire. And every year, there's a microwave fire from some freshman who can't cook a ramen noodle. Oh, man. That's, oh, I believe the children are the future. You know, that's... (laughs) That's right there. <laughs> I can't even judge. I low-key started a small fire. I left a flat iron on when I went to a football game and, like, incinerated a chair. It was all good, though. Like, the building did burn down. Just, like, the chair got a little melted. <laughs> I did that with a, with a curling iron once and, like, left a brown stain on my counter. So, yeah, 
Yeah. Red of passage. That was all of us. We're all fire hazards, Lacey. <laughs> We're all fire hazards. That's the big lesson of this episode. Don't worry, guys. It's okay if you burn something to the ground. So, Smokey, we ain't listen to that bear. And we ain't listen to that lion from Dare. You know? <laughs> sorry, we failed you both. I know Smokey's like, only you can prevent. I'm sorry, Smokey. You're going to have to find somebody else to prevent the forest fires. Damn. So with some measure of success on the books, David was easily able to attract investors to business after he graduated with a degree in art history in 1985. So you didn't even get a degree in finance. He must have been rich then if he left Duke with an art history degree. And you're not even getting into like, I don't know, selling like high end paintings like you're not working at Sotheby's. He was he just wanted to be able to like be obnoxious at his like rich, (laughs) rich person parties, maybe when he was making all of his scam money. Yeah, he went and got a bougie degree. He was like, what's going to make me bougier? Not necessarily into the workforce, just bougie. (laughs) Love it. So David said he tried to repay Duke later by pledging $1 million to create an endowment fund for Duke's art museum to buy paintings by American artists. However, the school said that less than $100,000 had been paid. I mean, he gave y'all 100 Gs, like... Come on, universities. That's more than you're going to get out of most of your students. That's the most ghetto thing. You graduate, and then immediately the alumni association is like, hey, you want to donate? I'm like, no, girl. I just (laughs) donated for, like, tuition. What do you mean? They're like, yeah, but you got a job yet? You want to give back? No. (laughs) I don't. Not yet. Or maybe ever. College is a scam. So at the same time... (laughs) In the 18 months following his graduation, David acquired nearly $5 million worth of art and $3 million worth of real estate. I think you're right, Kristen. He had to have been rich already. Right? He got automobiles, jewelry, and furniture. And he's he's just a little guy. Right. You're, this is the biggest success story straight out of college I've ever heard. <laughs> so David was even featured in the New York Times Magazine as one of Wall Street's newest breed of private investors whose bigger ambitions included building an important art collection. Okay, oh, so boy. he was tying in art the whole time. He was like, I rob people. I love art. These are my passions. Okay, but wait. Picasso, pickpocketing. I'm sure you're going to tell me, but I feel like the art's a scam. He's keeping it in the brand, though. He's keeping the brand strong. Oh, just like good. you. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Just like you, Scraps. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to call you that no more. I don't know if it's triggering. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I just love it. It's just very funny. So, <laughs> in an article, he said, first, I decided what I want to buy. Then I worry about how I'm going to pay for it. Wow. Cool. <laughs> So he's like Elon Musk. Literally. Literally. A a super villain. Lex Luthor. Because I'm like, most average people are like, I guess we do figure out like, oh, I want this. But then we save to pay for it. Or we figure out if we have it in our budget or our bank accounts. But he's just like, I don't know. I want to buy a bridge. I'll figure out how to get it. (laughs) Yeah. I love the confidence. It turns out he skipped the step in making money from his clients by not investing their money in the stock market at all. Oops. Uh-oh. Oh, when y'all had gave me the money, y'all had wanted me to y'all had wanted me to do something with oh. it other than buy automobiles. Oh, y'all should have been more specific. <laughs> when y'all gave me the money, I didn't know you wanted me to like invest it and like make it back and get dividends and returns oops my bad it was a thought it was a gift a donation of sorts to the arts do you not love art i thought you really believed in my lifestyle (laughs) you weren't sponsoring me this wasn't a scholarship 
<laughs> I love it. So the first Ponzi scheme, because obviously this is a Ponzi scheme. When you take people's money and you say you're going to invest it and you just use it and you don't invest it, we're working on a Ponzi scheme. Shout out to Bernie Madoff. I'm looking down on you, thinking about you right now. Love you so much. (laughs) So he told his clients that he would acquire stocks and options on their behalf through the New York brokerage houses. But instead, he fraudulently created fake statements showing non-existent trades. That's the business. You cook up, you get on Photoshop, you cook the books, you know. That's so much. But like we were saying, that's so much work. You fry the figures, you saute the numbers. Because scamming is a job. Yeah. Just because he wasn't doing the right thing doesn't mean he wasn't working very hard. It's a lot to keep up with. (laughs) So as an investment advisor who held a lot of other people's money, David would also be required to register with the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. He did not. So he's investing for people as just some dude. (sighs) He's just gone rogue, like just, just a free agent. He's like, no, yeah, I just consult for investing. The SEC don't need to know about me. It's like if you were like, we've talked about this before, like, I do braces. There are people on Instagram (laughs) and businesses that are like, I do braces. You can't just do braces. you got to be an orthodontist. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. We skipped all that orthodontist stuff. I do. I just do braces. Do you want some? I'll give you some. So when his clients wished to withdraw their money, he used other clients' accounts to pay them off, otherwise known as, yes, a Ponzi scheme. That's where you just move money around so that people think that they're making money so that they don't blow the whistle on you when you're like, oh, oh, so when you gave me money, you wanted something back? Oh, that's crazy. Okay, okay. I see what I can do. (laughs) So in order to create the impression that he was making money, David continued to buy lavish and very expensive items. And we've talked about this just because you see somebody having like a nice watch or a nice car. It doesn't mean that they have money. A lot of people do that to convince you so that you will give them money. So additionally, he incorporated under the name Greater Sutton Investor Group Incorporated. Wow, very official. Mm. Four four names there. And opened an office at 9 West 57th Street, a block away from Central Park. So that's expensive Damn. real estate, even in the 80s. And I always think about New York, and I think about what Darren Starr did to my brain when it comes to New York City. Because uh-huh. I grew up, like, and as a kid, I would watch Sex in the City, you know, whenever I could sneak it and my mom was watching it. And I thought New York was this fabulous place where a writer could have a, a nice rent control apartment and spend all her money on Manolo Blahniks. And, you know, that was normal. It's like, no, New York City is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and you could go for endless brunches. Everything was very clean. Oh, man. I think uh, I need to run like a 3 a.m. ad. It's just like, if you or a loved one moved to New York City because you saw Sex in the City <laughs> and thought you could be Carrie Bradshaw, you might be entitled to damages. <laughs> it's like, Carrie, you ain't tell us about all these rats. You ain't tell us we couldn't walk 19 blocks in Manolo Blahniks. <laughs> and then, uh, not to totally like derail us, but... Did you watch In Just Like That? You know I watched that mess. (laughs) It just reminded me of whatever episode it was where Carrie just like walked the length of Manhattan because she couldn't sleep. She's just prancing around. I'm pretty sure she was in, of course, in heels that day. In a gown. And I'm over here (laughs) with goddamn bunions and sneakers, Lacey. Like, that is a lie. She lied to us. She straight up lied to us. And like... (laughs) And just like that, 
oh, they really got us with that. Because I was just like, I don't know, more sex in the city. Yes, it was problematic. And no, they never wrote Black people well, which is one of my favorite things about sex in the city. It's like one of the few episodes where they have Samantha dating a Black guy. And of course, she's like, he's Black. He's big Black. Like she's, it's so extra. But they have a fight in the club where she gets in a fight with his sister because his sister doesn't want him to be with her. And when the fight breaks out, he pops back up. This black man, <laughs> he breaks up the fight and he says, keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs> no black person has ever <laughs> used keep it real like this. And this is so funny. Oh, man. They watched one '90s music video and were like, "We got it. We can write this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would like to see you know because they did like the podcast, like writers' room for and just like that. I would love like the writers' room backstory just for just for that episode. You know, it's like walk, walk us walk us through. Let's. Uh... <laughs> and that podcast was given. Hello, fellow kids. I was like, <laughs> we know about podcasts, and Carrie has one. Like what? Like, well, that's the thing. Okay, I felt like. I did feel so scammed when I saw the first episode of Just Like That and Just Like That because I fancied myself a young Carrie Bradshaw. You know, I, I smoked <laughs> oh, on, cigarettes and, uh, you know, and wrote my little things and overshared about sex. I couldn't. You couldn't help but wonder. You couldn't I, help I couldn't, but wonder. There were so many things I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> and if you had told me back then like, hey, guess what? Um, you are going to end up doing the same thing as Carrie Bradshaw. She's actually going to start doing what your job is. And she's going to be a podcaster. <laughs> I was like, this, it's not supposed to be like this. No, this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. So David's got this office near Central Park. He hired, this is in quotes, two employees to answer phones and mail and had stationery printed because you got to look official. So he's got the official letterhead of we do business for real. Give us your money. We definitely will give it back to you. Da business. But he kept no accurate business records and disclosed no financial information to his clients or anyone else because he didn't have any. Uh, what was he supposed to say? I stole it. Would you like a letterhead? You want that on a letterhead? Yeah, if you're going to get the letterhead, you can at least, you know, put some fake charts on it or something. <laughs> just several fake charts and just the lines. Yeah, like uh, an arrow going up, 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 up. Yeah. Money, money, money. <laughs> We're in the black. Black, black, black. <laughs> It just says, you're rich. Congratulations. (laughs) There's no, like, map on it. There's no, like, information on what the numbers mean. Like, you didn't even... What is a, like, on a line graph, you have, like, the tall part and then the long part? I've been out of business school for a while. It's just the, like, uh, the emoji, the smile emoji with, like, the the dollar sign, like, tongue That's what he just calls it. He calls it the length and the width. And they're like, sir, there's no numbers here. (laughs) Nothing correlates. He's like, you see? It's going up high. And it's going long, wide. You're making money. What's happening? Still, he continued to keep and attract clients by falsely claiming his clientele included the Sultan of Brunei, the Rockefeller family, and Bill Cosby. (laughs) Well, that's the only... (laughs) He said he was selling all the Jell-O pudding because this is the 80s. Yeah, I was about to say that is the most like like peak 80s uh, fake client portfolio (laughs) ever. The Rockefellers, (laughs) a Sultan, and Bill Cosby. Yes. Okay. (laughs) 
Over the course of two years, David collected over $10 million from 100 clients and friends, primarily friends of his parents. Mm-hmm. Ooh, damn. Now your parents can't even go to dinner parties. They, you, You've ruined the social reputation. Yeah, holiday parties are going to be awkward. <laughs> They're getting no invites. They're not getting Christmas cards. Mm-mm. Nothing. Everybody talking cash shit when they come in the country club. Nobody wants to do doubles tennis with them anymore. Like a, a hush falls over the dining room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They walk into the room and it's just falls silent every time. Ooh, wow. I feel for them. Yeah. I don't. But that must have been a rough funny. time for those white people. <laughs> so sad for them. But eventually, David couldn't continue paying out his clients for one another. And in March 1988, at the age of 23, he was caught and charged with mail and securities fraud. We've talked about this a billion times, y'all. Don't do your crime through the mail. The U.S. Postal Service will pull the fuck up and they'll put you in cuffs and drive you away. It won't even be no doors on the van. Oh. <laughs> He's just hanging on. Until you get to the precinct, okay? <laughs> the mailman will put you in jail. They'll do crap through mail. Oh, they're going to throw you in the back of like a little mail carrier? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like a post-man truck. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you don't fall out on the way to jail, okay? Because <laughs> they'll got no seatbelts for you. He was sentenced to eight years in prison and had to surrender 40 paintings by great American artists. His $2 million East Hampton house, his Upper East Side condo, and his two cars, and one was an Aston Martin and the other was a Mercedes Benz. So he had to give up all the loot. Oh, wow. That's so 80s. I do, I, this I, is the I, most 80s car. I do like car. it, though. This is the most 80s car I've ever seen. Like, this <laughs> 80s car. Now I'm coughing on hairspray. Like, What? But that was nice for the time. That was like, oh, he got the whip. It's very long. In the 80s, they really loved a long front of a car. It reminds me of, I forget the car that they drove in Ferris Bueller's, but the Mercedes has that vibe. It does. I guess it's given sporty and aerodynamic for the time. But I don't know why everybody was like, hey, instead of having more room in the car, let's just make the front so long. (laughs) That's true. Well, it's very phallic, right? It is. It's like people will see the front of your car and then five minutes later they'll see you <laughs> when you pull up. Like, why is it so long? What if it was a limo but for people to drive normally? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Aston Martin is popping. And they're both red. So he was definitely trying to get, you know, attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like a spider. Do you think he picked up a lot of babes in those cars? Oh, you know, the wind was blowing through their overly processed hair. Mm-hmm. And I love that for them. I love it. The SEC also prohibited David from ever again working in the industry or associating with investment at all. So he couldn't be a securities dealer. He couldn't be an investment advisor. And he couldn't work for any brokerage company. They were like, you are now banned from gambling with uh, government subsidy funds from corporations who have too much money and way too much help. Uh, They kicked him off the table. I mean, that doesn't sound that bad. I mean, eight years in the clean, that's the thing. Financial fraud will put you in jail, jail, which I've always been like, they didn't murder anybody. They stole people's money. I don't know how beneficial it is for taxpayer dollars to go towards them being in a, you know, cushy prison. However, David's career of fraud did not end in the 80s. He said, okay. He was in jail at 23. That's really young. So if he only got eight years, he's getting out at 31. I guess at that point, too, that's kind of all he knows. Right. And now his reputation is destroyed. So what else is he going to do but crime? How's he going to pick up babes anymore? (laughs) He's walking now. They got to feel the wind through their hair (laughs) on the street. 
David was released from prison in 1994, but was back in the game by 1999. In 2000, he was caught again for grand larceny and violations of business law after stealing another $50,000 and scheming to defraud at least 10 people. Can't stop, won't stop. He spent another five years in prison and was paroled in 2006. At this point, I feel like he's going to prison. He's like, let me get that bed that I had last time. (laughs) And can y'all have commissary go ahead and put them snacks on my book so I can... Like, this is too much prison. A few years later, he met his next mark, the woman... Oh, no. Who would take him to California. David met Nancy... Oziez or Oziz in a Manhattan bar and immediately charmed her. Oh, no. no. He told her he was an investor but offered few details. She was like, oh, where? He was like, you know, places. Wall oh, Street. <laughs> the present. <laughs> like, no details. But Nancy was wise enough to look him up and discovered his criminal history. When she confronted him, he apologized and said he was going to change. Mm. Sure. They all do, Nancy. Right. (laughs) Nancy, I'll change for you. I know I've been to jail several times, but now now that I'm with you, (laughs) I'm different. Oh, is this them together? Nancy, you are too cute to let this man do this to you. That's an... They're an interesting match. Nancy probably was a powerful woman who was lonely. And she was like, look, I'm just trying to get consistent dick in the crazy New York streets. She was like, I just want to be with a with a man who's comfortable being a little bit shorter than me. And I don't because I don't care about that. Doesn't mind when I wear heels. Yes. We stand a short king. We do. You know what? I think I'm coming around to David now. (laughs) We (laughs) like him now. He's so ambitious. We love him. David, what's your number? (laughs) We we call him. So the two married in 2009 and moved to Los Angeles in 2011. No, Nancy. Nancy, the flags were there and you found them. Was it? But it wasn't true love? No. I mean, maybe. Maybe, but it seems like he needed her more than she needed him. Uh, Well, yeah, yeah. And that's when men want to get married, straight ones at least. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you are too good for me. Somebody get the government involved right now. I want to make it difficult for her to leave. Exactly. You'll have to get lawyers in order to break this up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it will take so much time and so much more money than when we got married. <laughs> So he struggled to find work, though, according to Nancy, she didn't see him running any scams at the time. He eventually lost his job at an ad firm, but money continued to roll in and they lived in a million dollar loft in Venice. I love how. What? Just white men. They they persevere. He done been to jail 511 times. Done scammed his whole, all his cousins, all his parents, friends, and family. And yet he gets an ad sales job. And now he's living in a million dollar home with Nancy. What? So Nancy gets frustrated, but was stuck in a marriage her family and friends didn't approve of on the other side of the country. Yeah, that's why he wanted to marry you, girl. Um. So he could make it difficult for you to run away. Imagine coming home. You married a man. They sitting on your couch. Eating wise potato chips. Oh no, not the wise. Watching daytime TV. Mm-hmm. You tired? You come home, feet hurting. You've been working all day, fighting the patriarchy. And they're like, "Hey, babe. Hey, Nance. 
How's the office? I put in a bunch of uh, job applications today. I haven't heard anything back yet. Yeah, David, it's been it's been three years. You need to get a job. Look, babe, I'm trying. Just nobody wants to hire. <laughs> and then, and you know what he does to ever keep- since affirmative action, the black <laughs> people are taking all the jobs, babe. <laughs> I bet he, that's the point when he like breaks down and he's like, you know, I'm trying. You know, I am I lo- Nancy. I love you, Nancy. Come on, Nancy. I'll eat your Gucci tonight. Come on. <laughs> you with wise potato chips. <laughs> so the bubble finally popped when in 2017, Nancy came home to find a collection of notices for credit cards that had been opened in her name. Oh, see, this is why you cannot. If you see the flags, if you see that you are dealing with a hobosexual, you cannot do it. It's not worth the companionship. They always will fuck up your credit. It's the first thing they go for. They will ruin your credit. So he had been paying for his international business trips and vacations with Nancy's money. So when she thought he had money, he was really swiping cards in her name. I mean, uh, Nancy, how did you not notice that when he pulled out the billfold, you didn't check any of the receipts where y'all were at? You're like, Nancy, why does it say Nancy? Yeah, yeah, Nance, I'm... Mm. Nance, I at least hope that David could fuck because if he couldn't, then what what are we even doing? So at the same time, David was swindling at least two Venice business owners out of $100,000 after he offered to help them earn returns when a large amount of equipment was stolen from them. So he stepped in and was like, oh, I'll work with your insurance. No, 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 you don't need to get on the phone with State Farm. I got it. I got, no, 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 no. They're going to mail the check to my house and then I will reroute it to you. And they're like, that sounds great. So after David ghosted them, they sued him and Nancy both for fraud, believing she was in on it. Nancy filed for divorce in June 2017. Damn, Nancy. Finally. This man drug you to hell. Fucked up your credit. Now you in court looking crazy. All for this man that you knew was a two-time criminal when you met him. Yeah, because I just remembered Nancy did her homework at first. Yep. And caught him as a scammer and yet believed him when he told her he would reform what? Okay. And nothing, nothing about his behavior. Like, I'm sorry. If if I catch you, it's just not enough charm in the world. There's not enough charm in the world. And look, this is not discrimination against anybody who's been in the carceral system because a lot of people end up there because of the circumstances they're born in or what they look like, how they identify. Uh, there's a lot of reasons that people get wrapped up into what our government is doing, which is basically still slavery. But... This man went to jail for eight years for fraud and then came out and said, let me do a little bit. Let me get it one more piece. And went back again. I'm sorry, two strikes? No. No. And he had enough resources to obviously get other jobs. He got a job at an ad sales firm. He he came from privilege. There's no excuse. Nancy, you brought this on yourself, sis. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. But I know sometimes we'd be down bad. It's lonely out here and cold. And you know, that, that... that body pillow can only do so much. <laughs> Nancy, you got to go get you a vibrator or something, sis, because you a vibrator won't a ruin weighted your credit. And a vibrator. Yep. It won't okay. get you sued. <laughs> okay. It'll keep you warm at night. 
and you can go to sleep easy. So David admitted to the fraud and the case against him settled in 2019. For several months in 2021, David resurfaced, (laughs) making dive. So he was going to dive bars like the frolic room and he would make it his office. He once again promised windfalls to anyone who fell for his lies that he could sell them stocks before they went public. So now he's like, I'm on the inside of insider trading. You thought Martha Stewart knew. Nah, (laughs) I'm your guy. One anonymous restaurant owner gave David $30,000 for early access to shares of Soho House, a members-only club in West Hollywood, after the restaurant went out of business. The shares and the property David also tried to offer them didn't exist. Duh. Yeah. When does anything existed? That's what you get for wanting like an early and on Soho house. <laughs> right. You know? They're making a snoppy rich people club. Yeah. Let me get an early in on that. David was like, imagination. <laughs> That's all he was operating on. Imagination and charm. At the time, David was living at the luxury villa Carlotta Apartments in Franklin Village, across from the Church of Scientology Celebrity Center. I know exactly where this is. Damn, David. Are they nice? This is a good grift. Uh, They're cute. And, like, Franklin Village is cute. Many, especially during this time, I'm over there a lot. There's a UCB Franklin over there, so I'm over there a lot. So he he made the right choice. Many of his neighbors would become his victims, which ended up being his downfall yet again. So he's he's like, oh, I got popping neighbors, everybody. I know what they rent costs. I know what it costs to live over here. They got money, and I'm going to get it from them. Several residents who hadn't seen returns on their investments started talking, and eventually one did a Google search on David, which turned up his criminal past. Why wouldn't you do a Google search on anybody before you give them your money? Yeah. I'm doing a Google search on people before I give them my coochie. I'm definitely doing a Google search before I give you my money. And I'm so curious, like, what kind of charisma he has. Right. Because it doesn't come through... Photos. The photos. Like, yeah. But oftentimes it doesn't. Right. Because some people, you know, they, ah, listen. That's what I tell people about my photos, that my charisma doesn't <laughs> come through. <laughs> no, but wait till you see me, though. Wait till you see me. Now, I'm, I'm, in photos, I look like scraps, okay? But <laughs> but you get me, get me live, there's a little bit more there, all right? You're going to like it. You're going to be enticed. Okay, I promise you. They confronted him at his apartment where he denied the scam, then promised to pay them in the morning. Yes, angry mob. Y'all better get pitchforks. Y'all better go to Hobby Lobby and get some torches, tiki torches, and show, pull up. I love an angry mob. I wish I could see the email thread of like, okay, so when is everyone available to do the angry mob at David's house? Wednesdays at 8 p.m. work great for me. Uh, I can be... I can make a win to meet. We can make a Google Doc. <laughs> like, we got this. You know that it was just an endless, endless scheduling thread. <laughs> like, Let's make a WhatsApp because you know Craig still got an Android. And we can we can coordinate this. We can schedule our angry mob. So David moved out not long after, duh, because all his neighbors hated him. And all of the neighbors slash victims were seeking restitution. Oh, I know that next door app was. <laughs> for the following year he continued to bounce around hollywood nabbing similar small thefts he was arrested on suspicion of 12 counts of grand theft on august 9th 2022 and released after posting 
$45,000 bail. This man is still out here. Okay. Since the 80s. My guy has been robbing people for almost 40 years. That is a career. This is Hall of Fame. It is wild how he is able to just kind of, seems like bounce just in and out of the carceral system. Like, he's just like, oh, you got me again. Fellas, all right, here's 45K. All right, let me out Right. Like, he playing cops and robbers. He's like, tag, oh, I'm it. <laughs> okay, I'll see y'all at the precinct. Like, what? <laughs> Sir. His case is currently being reviewed for charging and his current activities are unknown, which means you know he is still out here in these streets and these cul-de-sacs and these boulevards robbing people. Lacey, I bet he was the guy Doris called about the fire stick. (laughs) He had an official sounding voice. He's got small grips. He's got large grips. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the scammer who took over my Twitter account. <laughs> he's, he's hard at work. <laughs> this man is the hardest working man in crime, okay? <laughs> he needs to retire with a full 401k, okay? Give this man his social security because he's earned it, okay? No one's working harder in crime. No one's more dedicated. Yeah, maybe he's just bored when he's not scamming. Because you don't do this for this long, especially if he had other opportunities like the advertising firm, like the rich wife, Nancy. He could have just laid up with Nancy, gave her some good dick, rubbed her shoulders, you know, listened to her stories about how, you know, Janelle in accounting is trying to thwart her business. and You know, he could have just stopped. He had so many opportunities to stop. So he has a passion. I think that is the word for it. It's passion. (laughs) He's got a passion for fraud. Okay, he can't stop. It's his calling. One victim said he already went to prison. It's not going to change anything. He doesn't know how to work differently. Now that victim, you're right. Yeah. Because this is how he works. This is his talent. Why would he give up his skill? He's perfected it. He got all of y'all. I can't imagine robbing people where I live. That just feels so precarious. Like, I check my mail, I'm going to get accosted by a mob. Like, that just feels... I'm not going to rob... Well, it's it's the same thing he did to Nancy, right? Oh, yeah. He was was living with her and robbing her, so you're right. (laughs) And that's even worse. You're going to bed every night next to the person that you are robbing. Like, oh, you want to watch Jimmy Fallon, boo? Also, what's your mom's favorite car? (laughs) (laughs) What's the first elementary school you went to, baby? I just want to know more about you. Remind me the name of your first pet. I love that story. (laughs) It was my favorite. It was a bird, right? (laughs) Tell me more about it. And also the name and the spelling. And uh, did you use any caps when you spelled it? (laughs) What's your favorite two numbers to put in a password at the end? (laughs) Baby, how was work? What's your favorite special character? What? This is terrible. But guys, that brings us to the saddest part of the show. The end where I have to let Kristen go. But before we do that, Scammer of the Week. This is where we honor a charlatan who's worthy of our praise or maybe not. We'll see. Might be a business, might be a group of people. We'll see. So today we're talking about professional cornhole. Okay, that's just like a whole thing. Okay, so it's been rocked by controversy after illegal beanbags were used in the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championship in August. So if you don't know what cornhole is, 
you probably don't have many white friends. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I feel like the uh, the Venn diagram of cornhole players and pickleball enthusiasts is close yeah. to a circle. They're both in the circle. Yeah. You know, cornhole is white people spades. Okay. You go to <laughs> you go to any white people cookout. They gonna have them cornholes popping. If you don't know what it is, it's like you separate these two wooden boxes away from each other. And the boxes have holes in them at the top. So the point of the game is you throw a beanbag and you want to land the beanbag through someone else's hole. That's how you get the most points. But if you throw a beanbag and you land it on the box and not in the hole, that still counts for like lesser points. I'm doing this. I'm not reading anything, y'all. I just, I, I played a lot of cornhole in my life. Also, you can knock off points from the other team by throwing a beanbag and knocking like a beanbag off of theirs. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like with croquet, like you can kind of like knock their Yeah, balls so you can away. also like help w- yourself win that way. But yeah, you're literally never going to go to a um, white barbecue function and <laughs> not see cornhole. Not if they're the real ones, okay? So I didn't know that they had a profession. I mean, they had a professional everything. You can go to the Olympics for power walking. So why am I shocked? <laughs> I also love that the sponsor is uh, Bush's Baked Beans. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just these burl- this one guy who's jacked wearing, you know, Bush's baked beans across yep. his and chest. And Epsom salt, the two key seasonings. White <laughs> <laughs> barbecue. It's just the girl with the umbrella. <laughs> so the incident has been dubbed Bag Gate and came with a $15,000 cash prize at stake. So, you know, when you get money involved, like people will find a way to cheat if they can Player Devin Harburg has complained that a rival component, Mark Richards and Philip Lopez, used bags that were smaller than regulation during the finals. So if the bag's smaller, it can go through the hole easier. Because, you know, sometimes it'll, like, bounce off the hole or land right on the hole and a little bit of the bag will go in, but not the whole piece. I know what's happening here. Officials investigated on the spot and determined that none of the bags used by either team were regulations. So y'all tried to snitch. And, and y'all bags were not regulation either. Wow, that's some audacity. How are you going to be cheating and be like, look over there? I, from the looks of these guys too, I'm just imagining like their, you know, secret beanbag like meetups of like, oh, dude, we got to stuff the bags. Like they're very, they're very <laughs> bro. Like I want to hear them talking about like, oh. Also, I want to imagine bros like in the basement sewing, like, I got my grandma's sewing (laughs) machine. We're not losing the 15K this year, bro. (laughs) Give me those little lead weights. I know I I went on Pinterest. I learned how to sew on YouTube. Let's do it. Oh, man, do you have a thimble? Like, I always poke my thumb. Yeah, dude, it hurts. Also, why is the Professional Cornhole League letting you bring your own beanbags in the first place? That's a great question, Lacey. That because that seems like isn't that part of like with professional sports like they supply you're not the bringing things. your own basketball to an NBA game 
Right. LeBron don't come with his own ball. No, this is the ball I like to use. No, they have <laughs> balls there. What do you mean? So this is kind of on the league because why are y'all letting them bring their own <laughs> bags anyway? That just Probably because it's sus. the Cornhole League. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. They don't got a budget that high. <laughs> they don't got that high of a budget. <laughs> Look, we're doing this Cornhole League, but we ain't got enough money for all these bags. So y'all going to bring your own bags. Well, you also know, like, bring your own cornholes. <laughs> wood prices are pretty high right now, and they, they need that just to like build the little, you know, the cornholes. If you would like to throw on grass, please go to Home Depot and get your own AstroTurf and <laughs> unroll it. Like, what? So this whole thing is a scam. It's also giving that the cornhole, of, you know, championship is a scam itself. So according to the ACL regulations, cornhole bags must be six by six inches when laid flat and weigh 16 ounces with minor violations tolerated because, duh, y'all scamming too. You told people to bring their own bags. This is not (laughs) Publix. This is not (laughs) Ralph's. We don't bring our own bags. Provide the bags. The bags used were thinner, which was advantageous by the players, because if it's a thinner bag, then the weight of it isn't going to sit if it's on the side of the hole. Uh. So if part of it goes in the hole, it's all going to slide in the hole. According to the... (laughs) <laughs> According to the ACL, top players earned as much as 250000 a year from winnings, sponsorship deals, endorsements, <laughs> meaning that players sometimes do anything they can to give them a leg up in the fast-growing sport. Oh, man. two hundred and fifty k. That's a lot of money, but uh, you're going to have to be wearing a lot of Bush's Baked Bean logos. <laughs> Like a NASCAR player, but it's just, it's not even Epson salt. I said Epson. I don't even know what the name of the, the little girl with the, in the salt is. But a little more salt girl. More I, I like it as Epson salt, though, because it's like, oh. That's for baths. <laughs> you know, it's like tough day after full day of bagging. You need to, you need to soak. Oh, right. <laughs> if your bag throwing arm is getting sore, Epson salt. I imagine they're sponsored by the most random <laughs> people. Maybe like tomato ketchup, like Heinz mm-hmm. would get involved. Maybe I can see like an Axe body spray. Oh, yeah. You Axe know? would definitely get involved. Ooh, that's a good sponsorship pitch. I'm trying to think who else? Uh, Red Bull. I feel like they do anything over there. I don't know. Would it, would it be? I feel like Red Bull might get cornholers too amped, you know? Monster? <laughs> Who's who's the sports the the sports drink for cornhole? I feel like it's an energy drink for sure. Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, yeah. Do the do, do the do. Bag the do, bag. Bag bag the oh, do. Gosh. Do the bag. Do the. Y'all work it out. But these feel likely. The players involved denied that they boiled their bags, which can cause shrinkage, and the tournament was allowed to continue. They were like, we don't care. They're out here boiling bags? Boiling bags, I guess. We thought they used sewing machines. Apparently, it's more scientific than that. We've got little lab coats, beakers. (laughs) The next uh, white barbecue I go to, I'm like, hold on, y'all, one second. I just need to go in the kitchen real quick (laughs) with all my cornhole bags. Y'all got a pot? <laughs> it's just boiled. Why are your bags hot, Lacey? Like, you throw them, they're hot and they're wet. Don't they're worry about all that. They're really small and they're really hot. <laughs> and they're really hot. And they're wet. I got splashed when it landed on the board. Yeah, you know what? I love this. Mark Richards won the pro singles and Philip Lopez won the pro blind draw, which is where partners draw blindly. So, wow. I mean, it looks like Y'all were caught for scamming, and then because the whole tournament is a scam, they're like, it's fine. You you guys. 
<laughs> Yo, you little rap scallions, y'all get out there with your little boiled bags. <laughs> It's cornhole. Who gives a fuck? I love that for everyone involved. And I also love that when they got caught, they were just like, <laughs> and let them keep going. Don't don't boil the bags, fellas. Guys, next time, just don't don't boil the bags. But that's fine right now. Like, what? Why even do the work of investigating if when you get the results, you don't care? Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of questions for big cornhole. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Ben Cornhole is corrupt. <laughs> I'm upset about that. I, if anywhere I thought they were being honest and true, it was Big Cornhole. No. But guys, that brings us to the end of another fun episode. Krista, we always ask here, where would you like to be found? Anything you want to promote? Any socials I... while they're still alive? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can listen to my podcast, Unladylike anywhere you find podcasts and you can follow unladylike on instagram twitter for now and tiktok <laughs> at unladylike media yes and as always guys you can stitch on your friends your family and your enemies at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com just make sure your scam is retired so we don't what yes Fuck up your bag. And if you want to follow me, I have all of my handles back. And I did post a video confirming that it is me. Uh, while there's still a Twitter, we'll see what Alante does to destroy it each and every day. D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. If you want to follow the show and see the photos that we were referencing, Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms. Y'all know I'll be posting these late. Sorry, y'all. I'm bu- I have 12 jobs, but I will post the photos. I promise. Uh, congregation. Stay conquering. <laughs> Damn goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Carpo, engineered by Ryan Connor and Abby Aguilar. Our researcher is Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply.